Everybody has a secret. Some just hide it better than others. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors Podcast. I am John, your host as always. Uh, thank you for joining me again. Um, don't know if you guys hung around on the end of the last couple episodes, but thank you uh, for everything. Um, this is super cool. We're in like four or five different countries now. Um, ratings keep going up. Well, listenership keeps going up, <laughs> which is super cool. Uh, never thought this dumb little you know project that I have here, my, my office, so to speak, would... Uh, would be taken off like this. So this week we're doing the autopsy of Jane Doe, a little bit of a cult horror, you know, uh, movie. (laughs) Sorry if I sound a little, uh, a little tired here and if I'm going to trip over my words, uh, this is my first episode that I'm doing as a dad. Yeah. You heard that right. Uh, my little boy was finally born, uh, this past Wednesday at five o'clock in the morning, five Oh three to be exact after, uh, my wife, she's a badass. Um, spent 40 hours trying to get him out, bring him into this world. Uh, everybody's home and safe and you know, that's all we can ask. So, uh, my wife kicks ass, uh, love you, babe. Thank you for bringing this little peanut, our little spud into the world. Everett, daddy loves you. Um, all right, enough of the mushy stuff. Uh, so if I do <laughs> trip over my words, I, I'm, this is already recording attempt number five because I, uh, I found out that, yeah being sleep deprived. That's, that's a real thing. Um, we've only had him home one night and I think between the both of us, we slept five hours total. So, uh, (laughs) I am, uh, I'm struggling here, but you know what? We're going to press on because it's not going to get any easier. So I need to, I need to adapt. I need to figure out how to do this. Uh, but for the coming weeks, uh, until we do get used to this, uh, and I have to be available for anything little dude needs. So if I abruptly run out of here, um, well, it's cause you need something. So, uh, we're only going to do one beer today, but it's a special occasion because this is the first episode that I'm doing. Um, you know, after the birth of my son, we're going to do persist from Treehouse. Yeah. Treehouse had a Massachusetts. Uh, this is a 10 and a half percent, uh, blended barrel aged stout. Uh, yeah. So they take like a base stout and then they take a barrel aged stout and they kind of blend it together. So you definitely get some barrel on here, but they also threw a bunch of adjuncts in it. There's a vanilla maple syrup. I didn't even know that was a thing. <clears throat> Pardon me, but it is fantastic. Uh, there's like coffee, all kinds of crazy, awesome shit in there. Uh, it's in at 4.48 on untapped, uh, out of five, <laughs> just for context there. So this might be the highest rated beer we have ever done on this show. Uh, that being said, we're moving on. Let's give you the ratings for, uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah. It's a little cult favorite amongst the horror, horror geeks, the horror nerds, horror, horror fans, everybody out there. Um, anytime somebody's looking for a recommendation, you know, Hey, what should I watch tonight? Looking for something spooky, this and that, you know, this one gets tossed around a lot. And, uh, you know, I remember seeing this back in, I think 2016 is when it came out and it was like one of those like straight to DVD or you could rent it, um, whatever it was on, on demand, <clears throat> pardon me. And, uh, watched it back then, liked it, watched it again recently, liked it. So, you know, rewatch values, pretty solid. 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it as an 86%. Google users has it at 81%. IMDb, 6.8 out of 10. And I think we found our new rating system. And I'm going to actively look for this now. Uh, five out of five from Walmart. So there you go. Uh, that's all you, know, all you need to know on that one. Um, this is an eight and a half out of 10 for us. Uh, it's a, it's a unique take, I think on, uh, you know, some creepy shit. And, uh, I like the, the mystery behind it. You know, you, you kind of, it, it pulls you in the entire movie cause you don't really know where it's going or how it's going to end. And, uh, I wouldn't say there's a twist in the end, but it definitely, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Awesome. So anyway, Let's get this going. Take a sip of this beer here and get 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 going. God, that's nice. I think I could drink these kind of beers like fucking every day. I want a beer, you know. Like I don't care if it's fucking a hundred degrees outside. I'm gonna crave this flavor, whatever it is. It's funny because I wasn't even like a huge like I was like stouts when I first got into beer, and uh, I but I'm not a whiskey or a bourbon guy, right? So I didn't think that I would like those types of beers like the barrel age stuff the and uh i remember seeing there was one it's called lizard of cause uh, it was like a blueberry barrel age stout from founders i think way back in the day and uh it was like 17 bucks a bottle and i never in my life thought i would spend that kind of money on a bottle oh boy did you know what what little did we know was uh held in store for us uh in in future beer nerd johnny Oh, excuse me, tripping over myself. My God, this this sleep deprivation thing is no fucking joke. All right, anyway, Lizard of Cause. And I remember getting it and just really, really liking the flavor profile of the bourbon. And it's fantastic. It just adds like a nice, you know, oaky, vanilla, just like velvety. Oh, God, they're so good. I love these fucking beers. And I hear a little dude fussing. So give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. All is good. Nothing to be alarmed. Just getting uh, getting used to his cues, you know. Uh, being a dad's awesome and very exhausting, but super cool. And uh, it's just one of those things you, you never knew you'd like until you did it. Anyway, autopsy of Jane Doe. Here we go. So movie starts out. There's like a mysterious crime that happened, right? Some, some deaths, some murders, whatever it was. They don't really uh, go into it too much, but they come across a body. Uh, that's found underneath the house of this incident. And uh, it's a young woman. She's naked. And there's no apparent cause of death. Like, she was just kind of buried under the house. And um, they can't figure out an identity, so they call her Jane Doe. You know, you've heard that term before, right? John Doe, Jane Doe. And uh, I figured, what the hell? I got a podcast. Might as well look it up. See what kind of cool fact I can pull to figure out you know, where that term comes from. Uh, it was not interesting. So we're going to just keep on going. Um, they jump right into, uh, you know, a father and son that run this like uh, family owned morgue medical examiner, you know, uh, and they just do autopsies for this little town. And um, you can tell that like, there's, you know, the dad is, is very well knowledge in all of this. He's uh been doing it for a long time and he he kind of lets his son do some stuff and say you know bounce some ideas off of him and he corrects him if he you know if he's right or if he's wrong uh but it's a you know i couldn't imagine that being your family business uh just dealing with you know um 
dead bodies all the fucking time. But uh, it's not enough of a turnoff that the you know the kid can't get some ass. Uh, he's got a girlfriend, and she comes down and hangs out in the basement. The family run morgue and all this stuff, and it's uh, I mean that'd be kind of off putting, right? Just dealing with that all the time. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do that. If I found out, I mean, obviously I'm married and everything, so it's not a problem. But if I started dating somebody and I found out that, oh yeah, they, uh, they're literally in dead bodies all the time and they have to figure out why they died. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a fascinating job and it's pretty awesome, but I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could be around it all the time. <clears throat> I digress. <laughs> uh, so, you know, she comes down and morbid curiosity gets the better of her. There's a body under, uh, I guess just like a tarp, whatever they, like a blanket, I don't know, a sheet. And she wants to see what's under there. And this, you know, her boyfriend says, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and she starts kind of asking these questions and the older guy, the, the dad kind of playing along, humoring her. And she, he says, uh, yeah, go ahead, let her look at it. And she slowly reaches for it and he hits the bell like a nice little jump scene there. He's playful. He's actually a really good character. He's just, uh, he's real smart, you know, just, just seems like a good dad figure. Uh, and this is just the way he carries himself. Um, and, and you barely have only, I mean, you've only seen him, you know, a couple minutes at this time. Uh, but he's just like very well educated, carries himself very well. And, uh, the acting in this is pretty solid. So their day's over. The, uh, the son and his girlfriend start leaving. And the sheriff shows up with a body and he says, you know, Hey, I need to figure out this cause of death today. By the end of the day today, can you help me out? And the dad says, go ahead, go on your date, go do what you got to do. And the son feels a little guilty and says, I'll make it up to you. Just give me a couple hours to help my dad out. I don't want to bail on him. So the girlfriend leaves and they head down and the beginning of the adventure starts now. So everything about this cadaver, it doesn't add up, right? So they start their initial evaluation of her and everything. And, you know, it looks like she's been through some shit. They can tell that her joints are all fucked up and busted and broken. And, you know, her eye color doesn't match with the freshness of the rest of her body. They say that, you know, she should have been dead for days, but it seems like she was only dead for hours, you know, the rest of her somebody cut her tongue out there's you know just just all kinds of shit is just wrong with her that she was really 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 fucked up and whoever did it to her like really wanted her to suffer so they end up pulling some stuff out of her throat you know, there's like a string and like a little cloth with some writing on it and some designs and you know some kind of like you know, ancient looking something or other they didn't really pay much mind to it at the at the time and uh they go down and they check out, you know, the other end. This is all the external uh, examination anyway. And, uh, you know, they see that she was violated down there and there's some stuff going on. And uh, basically this girl has just had a rough fucking, well, end of her life. And uh, now they're going to figure out maybe if they can see some more clues, right? So I love the makeup on all this. They, they, they do a really good job at, um, well, having like a, a good cadaver here. So hold on one second. We'll be right back again. Yeah, this is going to make this podcast even more fun now. We have three dogs and now 
a kiddo and he's still manageable now. Wait till he's, you know, older and throwing shit around and just screaming in the background because he figures out he can say words. <laughs> anyway, so basically the gist so far is that this girl is really messed up, but it's it's confusing because, you know, her, her broken joints and her broken bones and all this stuff should show bruising on the surface, but it doesn't. It doesn't show like she's had any kind of injuries, even though she's very, very injured. <laughs> so they decide to jump in on the internal, um, you know, examination. And, you know, they have a radio going and, you know, the, the, the knob starts kind of changing and dialing and the, the lights flicker a little. And there's a storm coming, right? So you don't really pay too much attention to it. I mean, they don't in the movie, but you're like, okay, here we go. Buckle up. This is where things start going crazy. So they start getting into the uh, inside. They open her up and they start looking at her organs. And, you know, her organs look like they've been like carved up, you know, scarred, you know, burnt. You know, her, her lungs are all black and just awful. And, you know, just it doesn't make sense. Right. So, so what is, what is exactly, you know, what, what's going on here? Weird shit continues around the morgue. The sun's walking around and uh, they have these mirrors in the corners of the, you know, like the hallway. Do you guys have that? Cause I don't, so I don't fucking know why they're here, but I guess it's so you can see coming around the corner. I don't know. It was, it was cool on the camera though. Uh, but he sees somebody there and he starts hearing this bell and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, he goes to check it out. There's nobody there, obviously, but he hears the, their cat. He keeps getting stuck in the vent and he checks on, I think the name's like Stanley <laughs> or something, which is a fucking weird name for a cat, but I need a drink. I'll tell you that. There's a little cat in a hat there for you, huh? That shit rhymed. Oh, that beer's awesome. Mm, I could drink that every day. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just saying that I have the ability to because I like that flavor profile. Um, he finds the cat. And uh, it's not, in, they don't really say what's wrong with it. It's just not doing well. It's like wheezing. It's like, it's all fucked up. And a part of you thinks it has something to do with this. Jane Doe, because all the other weird shit is starting to happen around here, and it's because, well, she's here. And old dad walks in and sees it, snaps its neck. You're like, what the fuck? Okay, can we as horror fans just come together and start a petition, I don't know, like change.org? No more animal deaths in movies, right? I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. Uh, it makes me sad. I don't even like cats. It makes me sad. All right, back to the autopsy. So they start, you know, they keep going on this uh, this autopsy and everything, and they find out that there's some, like, weird, you know, paralyzing agent, and they find some, like, tooth that's wrapped in a, in a scribe, you know, like, all this crazy shit. And it just keeps getting more and more involved and more and more, you know, just kind of just weird, right? She's got these lungs of like an, a thousand year old smoker essentially, or that she was like in a fire. Uh, but it's not possible considering like just everything that is wrong with her is impossible. Right. That's the gist of it. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> but you know, the weather keeps moving in and you get, you're getting more and more, you know, 
weird things on the radio. There's a, uh, the weather report says something about you're not going anywhere, something like that, which is, you know, kind of cool. Um, and it starts, starts getting to the kid a little bit, right? The son's like, Hey, maybe we should like leave and everything. Uh, and then the creepy song comes on. It's synonymous with like her presence, you know, um, something about don't let the sun shine something in or whatever. And, uh, everything goes nuts. Lights start exploding. Everything goes crazy. And, um, power's out. They try to find a generator to, to, you know, get stuff going again. They try calling the sheriff, you know, the call drops, all this stuff. And now they hear the bell from behind the door. It's getting so creepy now. There's, so there's, there's, there's another entity in here now with them. They can't see it. But they start getting more and more creeped out. More and more things keep happening. Things start trying to grab the door, rattling everything. Dad gets tossed into a room. And he sees something, and it's got, like, her, you know, blotted out eyes or whatever. So it's confirmed that there's an entity, you know, now with them, and it's connected to her. They come to this kind of, this conclusion kind of quickly. That's kind of like something that I, I wasn't a huge fan of, that, you know, they're looking at her and everything's kind of weird, then weird shit starts happening, and they're like, hmm, it's definitely her. Let's uh, let's try to get rid of her. So they wanted to get her the cremation room, right, to get her get her all burnt up, but uh, they can't because they can't open the door. Someone locked them in the fucking morgue room, the examination room. So they decide to try to burn her right there, set her ass on fire, and the fucking entire place goes up. <laughs> and they're freaking out. You know, there's fucking fire on the ceiling. All kinds of stuffs going on. They panic, put it out. Nothing happens to her. She's fine. Everything, you know, nothing bothers her. So now it's apparent that she is some kind of paranormal entity or something along those lines. They try to make a run for the elevator and this thing is chasing them. It's behind them. It's ringing this little fucking bell. The dad and the son, they pry their fucking way into this elevator shaft or into the elevator so they can get out of here. And uh, dad grabs an axe because he, he knows that this thing's coming after them. He's waiting. The door can't close all the way for whatever reason. And he hears the entity right outside. He swings the fucking axe out and hits it right, right in the chest. Except it wasn't this entity. Not at all. It was the son's girlfriend. <laughs> Holy fuck, from earlier. He, uh, apparently she came back down. Uh, cause it was almost time for their date night or something like that. And because it's, well, it's not the only one, but, uh, that was my favorite one. So that makes it our kill of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's the kill of the week right there. Just because, I mean, you don't see a fucking curveball like that coming. I guess that's why they call it a curveball, huh? Uh, yeah. Dad axes fucking dudes, <laughs> you know, girlfriend right in the chest, kills her basically instantly. And, uh, he's like, Hey. Um, real sorry about that. Anyway, we should go. <laughs> and then they sit there and play the, you know, the fucking blame game. And they have like a little, you know, 
pity party in the elevator and uh, saying stuff like, anytime we cut into her, she tries to stop us. So what do they do? They decide to keep going, right? They keep fucking pushing. They keep, they're trying to figure out maybe if they just see this through, it'll finally end. It'll finally be done. Right. So, and again, the effects with this is awesome. You know, it's just this girl and it looks very realistic. It doesn't look like, you know, uh, you're, you know, a cadaver. Uh, it looks like what well, looks like a cadaver, but it doesn't look like a special effects one. You know, it doesn't look like it's fake. Uh, they do a really good job with, with the special effects and all this, the practical effects. Maybe it was a real body. I don't know. They did that shit in Poltergeist. So why the fuck wouldn't they do it here? <laughs> That's a fun fact. If you didn't know, go look that one up. Uh, yeah, this, the skeletons were real in the pool. So they weren't fake because real skeletons are cheaper. Um, yeah, uh, although I can verify that on Craigslist, that's not the case. Anyway, they go back to the room <laughs> and uh, they keep going. They keep trying to get her, you know, trying to get to the bottom of this and everything. This The place is filled with smoke. Dad's attacked. You know, everything's okay. But they finally get back. They decide to move on to the brain, right? So they already did everything else. Let's check the brain. Let's see what's going on there. Maybe there's some kind of trauma, some kind of explanation. So they, you know, cut her head and they get the little saw and they open up her, her skull and everything and, um, pull some cells. Guess what? She's fucking alive. They're still firing. They're still, they're, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. They read the fabric and they start pulling some shit. You know, they go back to that that paralyzing, you know, whatever fucking plant that they found in or paralyzing agent. That's the word they use. Uh, and they, they say that, you know, she's a witch from Salem and the dad, you know, discredits it immediately and says that, you know, that was all, you know, fiction and fable and all this stuff. And they were, you know, they just went after young girls for whatever and hearsay and they were just acting. None of this was ever actually true. But they come to the conclusion that this girl wasn't a witch. She wasn't. Uh, but she is now because of what they did to her. And the only way to end this curse is to let her have her revenge. And that's by letting someone else experience everything that she did, either before her death or after her death. So dad inadvertently, you know, while the son's trying to get out, um, he volunteers himself, stares into her eyes, trying to provoke her, you know, basically saying like, he's ready. And old Jane Doe has her fucking way with him. <laughs> she just sits there, you know, doesn't move. She doesn't move the entire movie, which is super creepy. She's just like this blank stare. Well, cause she's a, oh, you don't really know what she is. But uh, all the shit that they talked about, the wrists snapping, the elbows, the everything snapping, that all starts happening to him in real time. He begins to choke. He collapses to the ground. He's writhing in pain. She seemingly begins to heal. Her ankles and her elbows and all that stuff seem to go back into place. The blood that came out of her, you know, starts going back inside of her. She starts getting sewn back up. Her head comes back to normal. All this stuff. Her eyes fade from that white, you know, that that weird film color they had over top. And, you know, they go back to like a regular color. You know, it looks like she's like freshly dead. 
the dad's, you know, on the ground, the son's over there, you know, he's so upset and the dad's just like, just kill me. Just kill me. What a rough fucking night at the office, right? You're just hanging out. Everybody's, you know, just working and all this stuff. And next thing you know, you're trying, you have to like kill your dad. <laughs> like <laughs> pretty fucked up after he kills your girlfriend. So maybe it's like a weird vengeance kind of justice thing. I don't know. That's a weird way to look at it. Uh, so he does. He kills him. And it's over, right? The second he kills him, he hears the officer calling from the other room, the officer they dealt with before. And he runs and you're, you know, this is the end of the movie. You're expecting everything to be good. And he gets to the, the door and he hears him. He says, you know, there was a tree that fell on your door. That's why you, can't, you guys can't leave. Try opening the door now. Try opening the door. Everything's good. He's like, I can't, I can't get out. Can't get out. And the song that's synonymous with Jane Doe at this point, that creepy old fashioned song, the officer starts singing it now. Except it's not the officer, right? We know that by now. Uh, which is very creepy. You know, you do think this is another little curveball. You think the movie's going to be over, and it will be, but not the way you think it's going to. And um, he's on this ladder, and he's trying to get out of this, like, weird trapdoor thingy, and he can't, turns around and sees Daddy-O, who, like, or the ghost of Dad, who uh, shoves him or just startles him enough he falls to his death. Next day, officer shows up. Jane Doe, sitting there. Nothing crazy, right? Uh, nothing done to her. She's just sitting there and he's got three new bodies to deal with, three new bodies to clean up and all this stuff. He says, I know these people, they wouldn't have done anything to themselves. I don't know what happened here, but get this body out of my county. Get it going. They load it up and they, uh, oh, I got one more pause, I think, and then we'll wrap this thing up. So I'm not going to lie. I may or may not have forgot where I was, <laughs> essentially. I remember the cop saying that he didn't want it around anymore. Didn't want Jane Doe's body around. And as they load her up into the ambulance to send her off to the next morgue's problem, a creepy-ass song comes back on. And that's the, the autopsy of Jane Doe. And uh, well, I finished this podcast with, uh, with my son in my arms staring at me after one hell of a battle. <laughs> you know, I don't think I have changed a diaper yet where I didn't get peed on. Like, he just, he waits until Dad has to do it. And then, uh, then he, you know, he lets loose his little fire hose, man. Uh, but good for him, you know. Hey, I'm sure, uh, you know, in another 30 years, he'll he'll get his. So, uh, but anyway, hope you guys enjoyed, you know, this episode. Um, I thought it was pretty original that they used uh, a witch as as the, uh, the catalyst here. Um, definitely wasn't expecting that was kind of figuring it was going to be, you know, something paranormal or, you know, occult or something like that. No, no, it was a witch. Um, and she lives, well, kind of <laughs> to do it again. So I wouldn't mind some kind of sequel, even if they don't. Um, yeah, this was a good watch. Like I said, eight and a half out of 10 for us here. Um, good effects, you know, nice and creepy storyline was good. Acting was good. Um, like the fact that it was like, you know, mysterious, you didn't really know where, where it was going. And, um, even when I watched it the second time, like I remember that she was, she was a witch or something along those lines. Uh, but it still played out really nicely, uh, to watch. So yeah, that was, uh, that's the episode. Uh, next week we're going to do the last shift. This is another, um, kind of cult, uh, kind of cult favorite. Um, 
sitting at like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And then I promise, guys, I will get The Exorcism of Emily Rose up and running. Let's just figure out how to get like more than three hours of sleep uh, while trying to take care of this sweet little bundle of... Oh, God, I love him so much. He's so awesome. One of these days, <laughs> I might get him on the podcast. Um, when he eats, he does this like little snort thing like he's a piggy. Uh <laughs> But he's, he's like ravenous, like he's a zombie. It's so fucking funny. Uh, God, being a dad's awesome. To all the dads out there, fucking get yourself a beer. Cheers yourself. You guys are awesome. Uh, looking forward to this journey. And that's about it. I think uh, I think that wraps it up. And we are going to go ahead and leave it on that note. I don't know how many different ways I can say the same thing over and over again. But, uh, yeah, until next week, Ever and I, Everett and I are signing off. Cheers.